Welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I'm Ron. And I'm Tom. First off, I want to uh, to go over a couple things, a couple house cleaning items. Uh, uh, house cleaning? House- it's housekeeping, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it's housekeeping. A couple housekeeping oh items. Oh my gosh. Wow. No, so that's funny because my wife always uses the wrong terms for things and I tend to make fun of her for it. So huh. now she can make fun of now me. Now she can make fun of you. Yeah. Like the favorite, th- one of my favorite things that she said was something, she was wearing one of my shirts one time and she's like, this shirt is so big. It's like, I'm sleeping in it. She's <laughs> sleeping in it. Huh? I was like, what? What are you like talking about? she's swimming about? in it, you mean. That's what I said. I said, <laughs> you mean swimming? Well, no, sleeping. Cause you know, you sleep in big shirts. I was like, no, the saying is, is swimming. Because you swim in like a huge... Anyway, <laughs> great. Now she can make fun of me. Anyway. Yeah. It's so housekeeping. Housekeeping. Night. A couple house, the RC plane lab. housekeeping items, if you will. So first off, we've had a lot of responses uh, to the survey submitted since we brought it up a couple weeks ago. Thank you. Thank you, everyone yes. who has filled it out. And shame on you if you haven't. It's super easy to do. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it literally takes less than five minutes to fill out the survey. Yeah, and and we need the need yeah. the responses. But anyway, like seriously, if you haven't filled it out yet, we we do want to hear from you. Yeah. Um, we do take the responses seriously. And we do incorporate a lot of uh, what we see in the surveys into the show. We do. And if we haven't yet, we will be. Exactly. So it's it's important That's to, exactly to right. get your feedback. But yep. one of the common issues brought to our attention uh, was the volume of our audio um, and how sometimes it can be difficult to make out what we're saying since we get quiet at times. Yes, Ron gets really quiet sometimes. No, it's, <laughs> I know it's you because you just like at the end of your sentences, you me. get so low. And it's I like, do. What? I try to work on it, but uh, so I, I tried a little trick tonight. We'll see what that does. <laughs> yeah, he turned down his hearing so he couldn't hear as well, so it might make him talk louder. <laughs> well, so see. if he says what a lot to me, we I guess know why. Um, no, but anyway, so last week, uh, starting with last week's show, we revamped our audio processing in the hopes of making the podcast easier to hear and understand. Um, and I'm hoping that helps, but really what that means is I clicked a couple other buttons in the software I use to finalize our shows. Uh, you know, I'm not an audio engineer, so I, right. you know, we're trying to figure out as we go along, but I really don't understand all the settings and filters and levels and everything else that goes into, you know, producing like a high quality audio. Yeah. Um, and really, and Tom and I don't know what we sound like on each device you guys use to listen to us. Right. So once again, the changes we made and all that feedback is important. Uh, and we appreciate it when we get it. Yeah, we may we may sound different on a cell phone as opposed to uh, you know your computer or you know whatever. Or an you actual might. stereo with some bass in exactly. it. Exactly, whatever stuff. you it, might be listening to, to us with. So um, yeah, so we it's also hard to cover all the bases. It is. Uh, so we also have some other things that we're working on, uh, thanks to the survey responses. Uh, one of those things has already been shared with our friends that have signed up for our email list. 
Um, you know, we don't send many emails, but we do share information uh, via the email before it makes it to the to the podcast. Right. Um, so if you're not already signed up for our email list and you want to be the first to hear about our new and exciting things we're up to, head over to the website and sign up for the email list. Please do that. Yes. The more the merrier. Yeah. And like Ron said, we don't send out a lot of emails, but we do receive a fair amount. And uh, we do incorporate a lot of the input we get from the emails we get from you guys, too. So... Uh, don't be afraid to sign up for that email list and, you know, let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, for the email list, we usually use that for just communications when something is new. Right. Um, and it's usually done within, you know, two weeks, three weeks, sometimes a month before we release the information on the show. Right. Um, and it's not, like I said, we don't send emails often, so you're not going to get spammed with a bunch of stuff. You're not going to get uh, a whole bunch of junk email from it. We don't sell your information to anyone. Nope. It's all kept under lock and key, and I sleep with the key under my pillow. Nice. <laughs> Uh, so last but not least, we are also excited to announce that we have started a Patreon page. Patreon! If you're not familiar with what Patreon is or what it does, um, it's a service that allows you guys to support us by making uh, monthly contributions uh, of money. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You can kind of think of it as an investment in the future of the podcast. If you enjoy listening to the podcast and you want to see it continue or hear it continue, Patreon might be a, a good option to keep it going. I like the way you said that. Yeah. So we decided to do this because Tom and I have some ideas of things we want to do in the future to grow the RC Plane Lab Empire, but it takes money. Normally with Patreon, we're supposed to set up different tiers and different price points and give extra episodes or more content to our patrons. I listen to a lot of podcasts and watch a lot of YouTube channels that do it that way. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, neither Tom nor I really are huge fans of holding stuff hostage unless you pay for it. Yeah, not at all. Uh, so I don't want to hold back any of our shows and neither does Tom right. uh, or any of the stuff that we talk about because I know there are people that don't have the extra money every month to pay um, and they want to listen, yes. which is cool. That's fine. Yep. Uh, so with that in mind, nothing is going to change on how we are releasing episodes. Nothing is going to change with the premise of the podcast. Right. Um, we're all RC Airplane fans. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening. Right. That's why we're here. So if you think we're doing a good job, or if you like us, or if you want to support what we do, show us some love by becoming a patron. Uh, we have not set any price points up. That is completely up to you. Yeah, there's nothing specific. So if you want to be a patron <laughs> and give five bucks, great. If you want to give 50 bucks, great. A dollar, great. It's totally up to you. At this point, any money we get will go back into making this a better podcast and helping to purchase equipment to make the RC Plane Lab brand better. We are here because of you guys. Yep. Uh, if it wasn't for you, we'd look kind of silly sitting here talking to ourselves. Yeah. Uh, Believe if, it or not, entertaining you guys entertains us, if that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it really does. It, no, it does. It's kind of fun to yeah. do. Otherwise, we just take the stuff off and go sit upstairs and, you know. Watch YouTube? Maybe. I don't know, yeah. talk about this anyway, but just not record it. Yeah. Uh, but exactly. yeah, so, you know, if, if, if you want more from us, that's going to be the best way to make it happen. Like I said, we want to expand what we do and we're asking for a little help to make that happen. Uh, we appreciate any patrons we get. Yep. So if you have any questions about Patreon, send us an email and we'll help the best we can. Becoming a patron is very simple. To find out more about it, go to our website, rcplanelab.com, click on the Become a Patron link at the top of the page, or go straight to patreon.com slash rcplanelab. Yeah, so Ron and I talked about this, and I just want to reassure all of our listeners, and we had a very lengthy conversation about it. It's It's not about us, like 
buying cool new toys for us to play with. It, it really is about us investing, really investing in the podcast. Like there's some stuff we want to do, maybe, maybe get into doing some YouTube, you know, video type stuff. And, and that stuff costs money and it's going to be stuff that we're going to have to buy to, to accomplish. And this is just one way you guys can support us by um, helping us do more cool things in the future uh, to entertain you, which yeah. is why we're here. Yeah, we you know we have monthly recurring fees that we pay for the website, exactly. um, the hosting of the podcast, yeah. and all that stuff, and it, it adds up pretty quickly. Sure. Um, so don't feel obligated. Right. If you want yep. to, perfect. Yep. And like I said, if not, that's great. Listen, yep. we want you to listen anyway. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, if you're in a place yep. where you can help us out a little bit, we would greatly appreciate it. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, no new toys for us. No, no, we have <laughs> well, we have more stuff that we know. Like really, we've put so much on our own plates now that I don't think new airplanes are really on the, on the horizon anyway. No, I agree with that. <laughs> but you know, honestly, we do need to get like a studio set up. We exactly. need to do, or we do need to get lighting. We need to get what all that kind you, of stuff. You, so. you don't like recording here in your basement? I it's love like recording here in my basement. Here, and which by the way, I'm not bundled up tonight. It's because it's not that hot. Or cold. Or cold. Yeah. Cause it's not that cold. <laughs> <laughs> whatever no i'm quite comfortable tonight thank you i appreciate you jacking the uh the heat up for me or maybe not jacking the cold down you appreciate I, me doing what i i appreciate you not making it cold to the point where i need to be bundled up down here <laughs> okay anyway anyway yeah, uh, enough housekeeping so yeah. on yeah. to the next topic i want to talk about okay let's talk about it my duelist wing yeah. The it, third It looks time. fantastic. The I third mean, wing, though. I've made three wings. I, yeah, I know. A few hiccups along the way. Well, it's been a learning experience, and it's it's gone well. Like, I'm happy You've learned that it's a lot. happened. <laughs> You've learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, they say you have to pay for schooling, and I guess that's one way to do it. Uh, huh? But huh? no, so... I vacuum bagged the wings. Am I saying that right? I vacuum. I want. Yeah. I keep wanting to say vacuum form, but I know that's not right. I vacuum bagged yeah. you the bagged wings. Bagged it and applied vacuum. Um, so it actually worked really, really well. I was <laughs> really very did. impressed with it. I yeah. changed. Okay, so the the vacuum I had, I had it set a little bit too high last time, <laughs> and I did smash the very first wing that I tried it on. Well, um, smashed is such a general term. I mean, you didn't really smash the weird. You broke a couple of ribs. Uh, about seven. Okay, I so think, altogether. a few. <laughs> but, yeah, so I moved on. Right. Um, but anyway, so I, I changed it down to where it would cut off at five inches of, what? no, five inches of mercury? Is that yes. how it is? I, yep. I don't know what that means. I just know it's a number on the gauge. Yeah. The higher so, the number, the more vacuum. That makes sense, but I don't know what that actually like equates to. Like PSI, I understand that's pounds per, per square, square inch. inch. Yeah. I don't know what inches of mercury means. Yeah. I thought so maybe perfect, you'd tell me, so apparently you so don't know either. a perfect vacuum would, what, be 30. zero? No, right? 30. 30? 30 inches of mercury is a perfect vacuum, I think. Right, but that would be zero pounds per square inch. Would you agree with that? I, I don't know. Okay. Is it? I think so. I mean, is that how that works? Yeah. If you have zero pounds... Because I guess, yeah, we're under pressure inch. now. Yes, there was absolutely... Yeah, because there's an entire column of air weighing down on you that is the shape of your cross section. Okay. Which is why water boils exactly. at a lower temperature the yes. higher you go right. because there's less pressure. So sure, a perfect vacuum I would assume is zero PSI. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you do the math, there's <laughs> math in there somewhere, I think. I don't know. Anywho, <laughs> that was boring. <laughs> 
But I got the wing bag. Learned absolutely nothing from uh, that exchange. More confused than anything. Probably. But I got the, the wing, and I said wing bagging, and I got the vacuum done on the wing. Um, and I said it, like I said, th- five inches of mercury. I did, like I was concerned about that at first because I didn't want to break that wing. And then I remembered, well, this is my third wing. I still have a second wing that I can test. Well, plus this wing has all of the spars in it. Yeah, and the second wing did too. Oh. Because I had put them all in, and that's well, right. what bent them. But you didn't vacuum bag that one. I did as a test. One? Oh, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I did. So I put that one in the bag at first to see if it would break. Okay. And I got it up to 14 inches of mercury. Oh, my. Which is pretty low, apparently. That's, yeah, that's a lot of pressure. And it held up fine. Okay. So, so I was comfortable yes. with five inches because that was enough to actually make that bend over and, and follow the curve. Um, so it worked out really well. I did one side at a time mm-hmm. because I didn't really have enough time. I didn't think to glue up both sides and get them in there and set the way I wanted to. Right. Um, but there are pictures, by the way, I put pictures yeah. up of the third wing. Did I mention a third wing already, by yeah, the way? Third. Yeah, third this time. is the third one. Um, I did and put pictures of those. And when you say sides, up clarify, you know, you joined your wing panels, you built your wing as one solid wing, as opposed to me, I'm building two separate wing panels. Correct. And you applied the sheeting to the, let's say, entire upper surface. And we can say that because that's correct. And no bottom surface. No bottom surface yeah, is covered Because you were concerned about the time it would take and glue would start drying and could potentially cause issues. So, yep. Yeah. So I just wanted to do, Tracking. on a wing that size... I wanted to do it one at a time, especially for my first time. Yep. So when I put it in there and got it under vacuum, there was quite a bow on one of the wing panels that came in. I mean, it was a good probably half inch bow in the center from oh, like like a warp on the on the wing, kind of like the second one, yeah. Yeah. But the cool thing was, I literally just pushed down on it while it was under vacuum and straightened that out just on the the countertop. Okay. And so that's a fairly straight surface. Yeah, and it held it flat after I did that. Oh, so because I, of the vacuum, All I had yeah. to do once was push it down, and then that, the because of the top sheeting, it moved the glue joints and all that stuff just over enough to make it sit right, and I didn't have to do a thing. And you saw it. That yeah, came out pretty good. It did. It came out, it came out very straight. Yeah, I it was... Looks really, really good. I was very impressed with it. Um, so I had, like, a lot of building going on this weekend. Yeah, I, yeah you all, got a lot done. This was all Saturday to pretty much Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and then Sunday night I had a little bit. So Saturday night, it was about 5 o'clock, and I started cutting the with wing ribs. our new laser. With our new laser. Cutting, by the way. Yep. Cutting. So I had to cut everything again. Yeah. I was able to cut everything for the wing all the wing ribs. I was able to cut all the fuselage formers. So basically you had to start with cutting. I, yeah. Did I mention that? Cutting <laughs> was the times. first thing I did. Well, I'm just trying to, to explain that <laughs> Sorry. I started with flat stock. Right. And from had scratch, nothing else from scratch. Yep. And I was able to cut. Did I mention I cut? I was you able did. to cut everything for laser. the wing and for the fuselage. I was able oh, to... Oh, you did the fuselage formers too? Yes. Okay. I was able to build the wing... That's all yes. the formers, right. all the, or all the, the spars went in on the wing jig, able to glue all that up, and start on the fuselage. All in so, one night. So hold on. Oh, and, sorry. And I took the wing off of the wing jig. I was just getting ready to say. Yeah. So you, you cut all the parts. I cut all the parts. Yeah, you, I cut all the parts. That's you, what I started with. You glued the wing parts together on the jig. Uh-huh. Took it off the jig. Mm-hmm put the fuselage parts that you also cut on the jig mm-hmm. and started gluing that together. Yes. All You did that all Saturday night? It, it, well, 
Well, Saturday afternoon and early. Well, no, Saturday night into Sunday morning. Yeah. Oh, see, I misunderstood when we talked about earlier. I didn't. Yeah, because I missed the whole part about taking the wing off the jig so that you could put the fuselage on. Yeah. That's really impressive. So I did all of that and finished up about two o'clock Sunday morning. And then Sunday night. That's impressive. All I did on that was is when I put it in the bag and then and then did the, uh, well, the vacuum a, on it. That was a whole process, though. I mean, Right, but that didn't take all that long. I mean, really, it didn't. By the well, time I got the glue on before, that. So you had some experience. No. You vacuum bagged a wing before. When? Well, you practiced I, a couple well, times. I, I practiced the, a couple times, but I never glued glue it. No, but so you, I didn't have to worry about lining up the sheets and getting oh, that on right true. before I put it on. So yeah. that took a little bit longer. Right. So yeah, I did a couple test fits and stuff Dang, on that first, and then I glued that together. Yeah, you were and busy did that. beaver. That was my whole weekend. Yeah. So I was kind of proud of myself. And not only that, and you but should I, be because it looks fantastic. Well, thank you. I'm I'm proud of this one. Yes. I, I actually think it looks better than yours. Is a, is what you told me. I agree. And then that makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Looks, I will gloat about that for a long time. Um, but so I, I actually took the time, you know, we talked about it last week, the airs on the plans. Yeah. And I don't remember if I had right. said that I went through and fixed the plans or not. Did I, I don't know if I told no. you that or said anything about that. So I went and well, I, we talked about it last week about fixing the plans and cutting the rooms because you hadn't committed to building a third wing. I wasn't last planning week. on building a third wing last week, to right. be honest with you. Okay. Like my plan. Yeah, actually, a week ago today, my plan was just to take the wing that I had, try, try and fix it. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just, I I figured it would be better to start over from scratch. So I redrew all the, the plan uh, or all the files for cutting, and now everything lines up just perfectly. Yeah. So because when you what look, introduced the warp in the wing before was that the slots were not exactly aligned for the spars, and you forced, remember we talked about yeah, that. It, yeah, it looked like an S. Yeah. And then that... So you fixed you that fixed those spar notches so that they all lined up and you didn't have to force anything into the yeah yeah and it's a nice straight line all the way down so it, everything yeah. lined up beautifully yeah. uh, like same even like with the the very front of the ribs if you look down the line it didn't make a perfect line mm-hmm. uh, not only for how far out it stuck but for the actual taper on the wing yeah so now all that's been fixed the trailing edge has all been fixed it's all exactly a quarter inch. Mm. Um, and actually, the 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 trough or whatever I still don't remember what you call it, where you put the wing spars in, that was off from the one that was farthest forward to the one that was farthest back, almost oh, the a spar quarter, notches. The okay. spar notches, yeah, mm-hmm. off almost a quarter inch down that whole run. Oh wow! That's how much I had to move the the well, that farthest explains, out. Yeah, that's what explains why I had to cut such. Um, yep reliefs and the notches on mine so no longer do you have to do that if we ever make another one of these i have the plans and it will be perfect just like this one was yeah and and it is it it looks it really does look good you did a good job yeah i was happy about that and then like with the fuselage too the fuselage looks good so far too oh there's really not a lot done with that but i really mean it's i really wanted to see like the shape start to come together so that's why i started working on it um looks good but i did we we talked about how to quite narrow it is actually. It, it <laughs> very, looks very long and slender. Very slender, yeah. But we had talked like I feel like I've done about seven airplanes already <laughs> with the amount of times <laughs> that I have started on stuff, yes. cut stuff, designed it, shown them to you, and you're like, "Well, that won't work," and this is why. And then yeah. I go back and redo it. You know, we had talked a while ago about printing, uh, 3D printing some standoffs to do the fuselage on the wing jig. Yes. I don't know why my mind doesn't think of things like the right way sometimes. <laughs> so 
to me, your brain goes stupid. My brain goes into stupid. <laughs> so to me, like the the original standoffs that came with that wing jig or the adjusto jig for the wing holds the the two bars that go through it horizontal mm-hmm. to the wing jig. Yes. So that's how I designed the standoffs to uh, to work with the fuselage, so that the fuselage would be made sideways. Right. So I went a through, small problem. Well, I went through and printed all that stuff and went to give you your set and you're like, well, why didn't you just do it to where, you know, it's vertical? Yeah. The rods can be however you want to orient them if you're designing the standoffs. Right. And then it was like, well, why didn't I think of that? So I redesigned everything, reprinted myself <laughs> 10 did. standoffs, reprinted you, 10 for you. Yeah. And you, thank you. You're welcome. Which took a little over a day a piece to do like not not a piece but like per print so each 10 took over a day it was like 25 hours to print uh there's also pictures of that on the website and they work fantastic by they the way do. i really they, like how it yeah. turned out yeah. and i made them tall enough to where you can have bigger planes that will fit and the other thing i did is i changed it instead of having a two inch spacing between the the uh, the rods which mm-hmm. is what it is for the wing jig like when you're building wings yep. it's only an inch and a half yeah gives you so, a little more room by doing that, we can actually get that whole fuselage on without having parts and pieces hanging off. Yep. So it worked out really good. Yeah. And that was my entire weekend when it came to this kind of stuff. Well, you got a lot done. Yeah. What did you get done? I got absolutely nothing done on the Duelist. I'm ashamed to admit that uh, I chose flying over building this weekend. And normally that is not the case <laughs> for me. Well, at least you did something. Yeah. So I, you know... I. Father's Day, back back in Father's Day, I posted the video of the SBOC 300 running, a mm-hmm. uh, little juicy video. Um, I actually finally got to fly that airplane for the first time this past Friday. Very so, nice. And you so, didn't tell me about it? No, I didn't. I didn't tell anyone about it. Um, it was a. It was basically a maiden. I mean, it's a new airplane to me. I mean, it had been flown by its previous owner, but, you know, before me. Uh, so it was a, it was a maiden, you know, to me. And it's a cool airplane that I... I really like quite a lot. Um, so I didn't want anyone around. I, I wanted to be able to focus on what I was doing and not get distracted or, um, or, or be, you know, nervous about having somebody watch or was it in, it, as it turns out, there was a couple of people at the field anyway, but, mm-hmm. um, I told literally, literally nobody that I was going out Friday <laughs> until after I was done. And I do feel some kind of way about that. I feel a little bad that I didn't, you know, tell everybody, hey, I'm going out to the field. And I did, I made the same mistake Sunday. I went out flying and didn't tell anybody I was flying. Um, and I should have done that because now I realize that if I had told you a couple hours earlier, you could have maybe went out there as well. But, yeah, you texted me and said, hey, I'm going to the field like now. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's wonderful. You have fun. <laughs> I mean, it was way too late. Yeah, I I figured that. And not too late in the day, it, but, but stuff had already come up yeah, to where already made plans. other plans. Had, and, and no big yeah. deal. But Friday, I would have taken off work. Just saying. Well, and I didn't want you there. <laughs> <laughs> and I can appreciate I mean, that. If I mean, if I'm honest. No, I understand. I didn't want anybody there. Yeah. So, but it, it all went well. Uh, the plane flies amazing. Uh, and then, like I said, I, f- I took it out to the field again, along with my other uh, 50cc Yak. Uh, and at that airplane flies. Uh, I'm so happy with it. I'm very comfortable with it. I, I flight trimmed it. And I'll touch on that on another episode, flight trimming an airplane. Um, but yeah, I took, uh, took both the big ones out. They both fit in my car, which, oh, wow. uh, yeah, I got them both out there in one trip. So I was really awesome. happy about that. Yeah. Uh, I had to take the stabs off, which I had, to do, I had to do some work on the yak to be able to do that. But, um, oh yeah, that was the one that had been messed up and they, they had them epoxied on. Well, they, uh, yeah. So there's on my yak, it has a, 
the same like a wings bar, except it's on the stab, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, tube rather, wing tube. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're made to be removable, but the previous owner had epoxied the anchors into the stabs and then epoxied the bolt into the anchors so that you could not remove the stab. So, and is that because it had pulled out or what? Yeah, it's just a foam core, uh, just like the wings are foam core with balsa sheeting, and they're um, the hole is not really. Um, it's a. It looks like a cardboard tube that the that the spar tube slides into. So it's mm-hmm. not very um, durable. Yeah. So I think most people assembled them semi permanently anyway because of that. Uh, but anyway, I fixed it and made it so that I could remove the stabs, and now I can take both of those airplanes at the same time and not have to buy a new transportation <laughs> vehicle. Oh, that's awesome! So <laughs> where is, did yeah. where did the uh, the S bot come from? So that was part of the the, the okay. The that big was part of the big from, deal. Okay. Yeah, so, well, that's um, awesome. Yeah, I've and had it since then and not flown it. So has anything like that's exactly how you got it though? You didn't have to do any changing on setups or motors or servos or anything. Nope. No, all and, I did was bind it to my radio, and you know I had to do all the programming yeah. and stuff. But yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't change anything inside the airplane. I do like the Yak better though. Yeah, I'm a Yak guy. I, I, I really don't know like why. the lines of that S Bach. I think it's very attractive, and uh, I said I. Gave you some pictures, so hopefully you know we'll get them up on the website so you guys can see what we're talking about. But it's it, to me, it's a very uh, it's a very shapely airplane. It has humps in all the right places, if you ask me. <laughs> the S Bach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What you don't care for the Yak as much? No, I do. I I really like the way the Yak flies. Mm-hmm. Um, they they both fly great. The bigger they are, the better they fly, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, looks wise, I really really appreciate the looks of that S Bach. It, it's very. I don't know. Shapely is well, voluptuous. That's... If it was a woman, I don't know. It's a very sexy Kirby, airplane. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's awesome because you know you don't need two fifty cc airplanes, do you? Well, sure I do. No, do you they really? They both fit though? in the car now, so but do, there's you no don't reason need to get rid of any of them. them. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't have one that size. <laughs> no, you have one twice that size. But no, I don't have one that size. And you know how much I like yaks. Yeah, you have. Just planting the seed. You already have a yak. I do. And it's even bigger and better than mine. So why would you need a smaller one? You'd be like taking a step down. But mine's not ready yet. It will be. It will be. But, you know, 50cc seems like a good size. When would you fly it? When? Yeah. If you gave it to me, I would fly it this weekend. Well, I'm not giving it to you, so. (laughs) That's why I said it that way. (laughs) 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 No, and actually I have one of those little UMX uh Yaks also. Yeah, those are neat little airplanes. They are, and it's it's. I, I need three yaks. So you don't like the the small one though, but you feel like you need three of them. <laughs> well, the small. Okay, so the difference is the the UMX thing is it's fun because it's small. Yeah, you can fly it outside. I mean, just out back anywhere, even like yeah. in your backyard, yeah. you'd be able to fly. Unless it. it's windy. Well, unless there's any wind, but there is no like it's an older one, and it doesn't have any of the the stabilization on it. So it doesn't have the AS3X and stuff that you get on the new ones. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's a fun little airplane to fly. Sure. It's very responsive. So you have to be careful because, I mean, like I swear, if you look at the control surfaces on it, it is more than half of the wing. Oh, yeah. It's huge yeah. amount yeah. compared to what that plane is. Designed so, for 3D, no doubt. Which is odd because it has like a, what, two and a half inch propeller on it maybe yeah, it's pretty small yeah, it's tiny it's a, i believe that's a brushed motor also. it is yeah. it's a brushed gear reduced motor oh my goodness and so, it's still the prop is still that small <laughs> the prop that's is still funny. that small um 
but no, it, it flies pretty good. Like I said, it's it's just one of those things where you have to make sure that it's right, like at dusk when there's no wind and all that stuff. Um, it's also fun. I have one of those little UMX. Uh, oh, what's that called? The mini vapors. Oh yeah, uh, yeah that's I think another you could one. Fly that thing down here, probably. Well, I have. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I've flown that here, and I've flown it up in the in the living room. Um, we got my. No, hold on. We got me one, and then I got Cody one too, and we've flown them both together and stuff. I've never actually flown one of those. Really? Yeah, we'll have There's, to fly. Yeah, you'll have to. Things. There's nothing. Nah, I probably shouldn't fly because I always crash your airplanes. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if you crash, I'll trade you that one for your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it it that is very simple because it's got. I, I don't know if anybody's familiar with them or not. Are you like the how UMXs? they're put together? Mm-hmm. No, not just the UMX, the oh. night vapors. Oh no, I'm not. So it's with those literally like a carbon fiber tiny tube that bends around to make the wing, and then it has like a. Uh, it's not foil. It's it's just a. I'm trying to like think. Like a mylar. Oh yeah, but like a clear mylar. Yeah. And then there's just tiny tabs that wrap around that, and that's what keeps the mylar on the wing. I mean, really? that's all it is. There's huh. no foam on it. Nothing like that. The main boom of the body, whatever you call that, that goes back to the the, the rear. Tail. The, yeah, to the tail, just a single carbon fiber spar, and there is nothing to those airplanes. Oh, be darn! That's huh. why they fly so slow. Yeah, I mean the wing is. Well, they huge. probably don't weigh anything, do they? No, there's nothing to them. Huh. So that, they're fun to pick up every now and then, just kind of fly when you don't Have when you don't to want fly? to go somewhere <laughs> or you know do anything like that. Because, yeah. like I said, even if you live in town, that's perfect size to fly just out in the front yard or backyard or even mm. in the street, provided there's no wind, as long as you pick the right time of day. Yes, but if you get any that have the the or the stability stuff on it, the AS3X, they they really fly well. They do. Yeah, like, I've had a few of those UMXs over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, all the ones I've had have flown great. My favorite was the Beast. Do you know, if you remember that one? Yeah, I, um, I got that one off of you. Oh yeah, and I traded and you somebody got else rid for of it because you loved it so much. Um, I should not have gotten rid of that. But that was another one that did not have the AS3X on it. Nope, that was before, or else I would have kept it. Because that one was hard to fly. I had no trouble flying that one. I would take it over to Wilcox all the time and fly it over there. Well, you're also, at that time, because that was right after I got into the hobby, you were a lot more skilled than I was. Because I was flying for less than a year by the time I got that one off of you. I'll give that to you. So I'll give that to you. I traded that and a couple other things for a bigger airplane and that. Yeah. You know, when I first got into this, there was a lot of trading back and forth. You know what, though? The the UMXs with the AS3X... I feel like, I feel like, I mean, we've talked about it before, but I feel like that's cheating. You know, I do see what you're saying, but I disagree, and here's why. Okay. It's a small airplane. And it is. literally, like, if you breathe on it when it's flying, it's going <laughs> to go off course. So I don't, mm. I think that's too tricky to fly without it. I didn't have any trouble flying it. Well, you're special. I mean, I well, get no, it. You, I mean, you know what you're doing. Like I, a lot of people must have had no trouble flying it because they sold a lot of them. Yeah, but then they have the S3X, and I don't even know if you can get them without it anymore. Yeah, I don't think you can. Like all I the ones that I've have seen have, you know, yeah. technology's caught up, and yeah. they're selling more of them. I mean, there's no question that the ones that have the AS3X um, on these little UMX, UMX stands for ultra micro, by the way. I didn't know if you knew that. What's the X mean? I think it's just X, like, you know, X is what they use for to shorten a word. Like Christmas is Xmas. You know what I'm saying? So UMX ultra is ultra micro. micro. I know it's a short word, but. I don't understand that at all. Yeah. Anyway, um, they do fly really, really good, especially with that, the AS3X. But 
I still feel like it's cheating. Well, sorry. So I had what was it? It was a uh, MiG twenty nine, and that had the AS three X on it. MiG twenty one. MiG twenty one. The red one, whatever the red it was. And silver, I think, or red and white. And that was the ducted fan one. Uh-huh. That was a lot of fun because literally, I mean, that almost flew hands Itself? off. It pretty much did. I mean, you could set so the controller down. Who was flying? You or the airplane? Well, I was I was giving you were it guiding it. I was telling it kind of what I wanted it to do, and it was like, okay, but I'm going to do it better. So you know, you still were controlling where it went, yeah. but all the all the bad tendencies were taken out of it because of that. Yeah. So, so flying it the whole time while it's disapproving of your input and overriding it with its own—that's satisfying to you. <laughs> Not dealing with wind for that size I'm is teasing, satisfying to me. I'm teasing, of course. I know, but that's um, that's what I, that's what I take away from it. Yeah, you know, you can fly in higher winds and stuff with those tiny airplanes. Yeah, and, and that's true. When you crash them, there's not enough weight to do anything. Yeah, usually they're you either just kind of pull them back into shape or or not even worry about it. Just give them another toss and keep flying. Yeah, yeah. Batteries are cheap. They charge pretty quick. Yeah. And usually I mean, if you if you buy the, I think, so they do like a basic and then they do like the, I forget the levels, but you can buy them now, I think, with like everything minus your transmitter in the box, charger, battery, everything. You yeah. just open the box, charge battery, bind it to your radio. And I think nowadays you can even download the uh, the radio radio setup file from Horizon <laughs> into your radio. Like if you have a radio that yeah, does that sort of thing. Yeah, enough that I don't have. A DX8 will do that. Oh, really? Yeah, you download it onto your SD card on the computer and then you put it in your transmitter. Wow, I yeah, thought mine was can, too old. No, heavens no. Oh, wow. Well, it might be for the new ones, but the older ones you could do that. <laughs> no, the or the newer ones probably just hook directly up to it, I would think. Well, the newer radios like mine, you just show it a picture of the airplane <laughs> and it automatically just programs itself. And you then, actually have then, to show it a picture. You can't just tell it what it is. <laughs> no, you got to show it a picture. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for an upgrade. <laughs> now I just, that that's a great, it's too much transmitter for me. It really is, but it came with a deal. So yeah, but I no, like UMX it. planes are fun. I, yeah, uh, I like them. I think they're, and some of them are small enough now. You can just, I mean, you don't even need to like have a lot of flight equipment to take them and go fly. You can just chuck them in a backpack and off you go. Or a lot of them also come with a box that you can store them in. Yeah, with a handle. Yeah, and everything is stored in that box, and you can just throw it in your trunk and not worry about messing it up even. Yeah, don't leave it in your car if it's, like, really hot, though. Well, I just meant, like, if you're going... Because they are foam. If you're going to the field. (laughs) Well, in batteries, you don't want to get hot either, so... Oh, yeah. Because they will puff up Speaking of hot batteries, I have a story about a hot battery. Do you? So, the other day, it's been a few days ago, my phone, for whatever reason, didn't charge at home the night before. So did you I, put it on the charger? I did, and it didn't charge for some reason. That's it's weird. either the cord or the little block, whatever it is. So I got to work, and I was like, well, I've got a cord in the car. I'll just leave it plugged into my charger in the car while I'm at work. Well, I made the mistake. It was it was a cool morning because it's, you know, it's cool in the mornings now here. It's um, cold in the mornings now here. It's cool <laughs> in the mornings here. Okay. And because <laughs> we all know Ron likes it freezing. Um <laughs> Anyway, I left it in the car, left the windows up, and I didn't put my little window shades in to prevent the sun from beating it. Yeah, black car, black interior. So I left it out there all day. And then when I went out at the end of the day at work, I went out to the car and, you know, unplugged my phone and it kept beeping at me. I was like, what what the heck is going on? Apparently, these have LiPo batteries in them and there's some kind of safe mode. It will not let me turn the phone on if it's above a certain temperature if the phone itself is above a certain temperature. 
And they gave me a little message, uh, phone overheating or something like that. So, of course, I freaked out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, my phone you know, is overheating. Yeah. It's going to explode on me because it's got a LiPo battery in it. Lithium ion, by the way. I don't think it's a LiPo. Oh, well, it has a lithium battery in it. So, uh, of course, I kicked on the AC and held it in front of the AC <laughs> trying to cool it off so it would turn on. And, did, you know, it didn't. I don't think it did any permanent damage, but yeah, it got really, really hot in there. So I would not recommend leaving a lithium battery in your car with the windows up in the middle of summer. I agree. Uh, wholeheartedly <laughs> do I agree. So that's, uh, and you you don't have a phone that you can replace the battery on, do you? I don't think so. That's why I like my phone so much. I can just pop the back off and put a yeah. new battery in. I mean, I'll be honest, I've never actually tried to tried to do that with this phone, but I imagine it's it's got the weird curved edge screen. Yeah. Whatever. And besides that, this phone's like kind of old, so I might be due for a new one anyway. Maybe that was my sign. Oh, maybe not. So anyway, UMX, lithium batteries, don't leave them in your hot car. <laughs> All right, so should we move on to uh, some listener questions again? Yeah, why don't we? Or comments or yeah, feedback got, or whatever you want I've got a couple things I could, uh, I could hit on here. Okay. I'll start. Have at it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Jeff from Flight Team. He has flight team in parentheses here, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, flight team. Uh, it's either that or flitteam. I'm not sure. <laughs> he says, hey, guys, uh, just caught up on the last few shows. Uh, what's the John Dory with the accent, Ron? Are you going to throw another shrimp on the bobby? Uh, you may want to have a Captain Cook at that accent. Uh, that was a bit of the dog's breakfast. And I think thousands of your listeners may be sending I am offended at rcplanelab.com emails. Of course, they're referencing your terrible <laughs> attempt at an Australian accent on it was our last bad, episode. But I have no clue what you just said. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> like, I don't know I'm what any of that it, means. Yeah, I'm reading it word from word from Jeff. And honestly, Jeff, um, <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. I'm, I'm hoping that it's just uh, fun being poked at Ron. Well, I, I hope he didn't just like offend a whole like continent worth of people. Okay, I know it's not a continent. Wait, is it a continent? I think, yeah, I think Australia is a continent. <laughs> Uh, okay maybe. so I, anyway I, mean, I hope i didn't it's been a while since i've, I've had geography but <laughs> i hope we didn't offend a bunch of people is all i'm saying because yeah. i have no clue what he just said so that is certainly not our intent so he goes on to say uh jeff says all jokes aside i heard the word flaps in passing a lot um i would say a whole show would not fit around flaps but maybe you could expand on that subject a little bit uh what are the different types of flaps what is the use for them uh, he says he's heard of something called crowing, or at least he thinks that's what it's called. Um, he says, is that the same thing? He says, love the show, guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, Jeff uh, from Washington. Crowing? Crowing. So I think what he's talking about is crow. Um, and that is a, uh, it's a term used with, and, and I emailed uh, Jeff, if you're listening, I emailed you back. Hopefully you, uh, it made sense to you what I wrote, but basically it's, uh, so you've got a wing, right? And let let's say half your wing, you know, you've got an aileron and usually you'll have uh, two or more sets of flap surfaces. Uh, and they are- On each wing? On each panel, yeah. So on the right-hand panel, you'll have an aileron and two flaps, let's say. And on the left-hand panel, you'll have another aileron and two flaps, an inboard like two. and outboard flaps, separate okay. flaps, yeah. And they're designed such that, I'm using my hands here, look like flippers, sort of. <laughs> but they're designed such that, or they're set up so that uh, when you actuate or when you activate crow mode, um, one flap will move up and the other flap will move down. 
And essentially what that does is it sort of balances out lift with drag, um, but it provides drag um, so that you can slow a really efficient airplane down for an approach and landing. So sailplanes use it a lot. High-performance sailplanes will use it because their wings are so efficient, they just want to keep flying, even at really low airspeeds. So what they do is they, they set their flaps up to crow, one up, one down on each wing panel, to cause enough drag to actually slow the airplane down and kill lift so that they can actually land the thing. I've never heard of that. Yeah. I've heard of crabbing, and that's completely crabbing different. Crabbing is something a little bit different that's using yaw, Almost like a, we, we call that slipping uh, mm -hmm. in the, you know, in the real, in the full size, you know, they'll s slip it into the, you know, present the airframe into the airstream to slow it down and cause drag so you can, you know, get into a short field or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so sailplanes use this a lot. Um, sometimes they're called, uh, they're used in conjunction with spoilers, which are a surface that is on the top of the wing that moves up to spoil lift. That's why they're called spoilers. Uh, so yeah, actually funny, uh, funny that we got this email because on the Horton project, uh, that I was working on, a, you know, quite a few episodes back that I need to get back to. I was going to say, how's that going by the way? Uh, it's going great. Uh, I've got, <laughs> yeah, I've got nothing done on it lately. <laughs> uh, I'm at the point where I have to join the wing panels to the fuselage that was built by, uh, the owner. Somebody else. So yeah. I've got quite a bit of work to do at that interface of the wing and the, and the fuselage. So I've been... I've been procrastinating and putting other projects on the table. But anyway, that particular <laughs> airframe uh, has that sort of setup. It has a it has an aileron and it has two flaps per wing panel so that they can be set up in crow because it's a really super efficient wing and just wants to keep flying. So you got to do everything you can to spoil lift and slow the airplane down so you can actually land the thing. Cool. Yeah. So that I've never heard of a little that. bit. And yeah, actually Jeff, will um I've got a note here to to do a little research and try to do the subject um, justice, but yeah, we definitely want to talk about flaps and setting them up as a as an extra feature on uh, on your airplane in a future episode. So next, I have a, a text that came through, and he sent a picture with it also um, that mm -hmm. I've shown you um, of a wing. And he said, uh, uh, also, how would you cover this wing? He said, building balsa is new to me. Everything is straight. I think I did a good job. Mm -hmm. The leaning edge of the wing is made up uh, of a small carbon rod. Yep. I've seen how to cover a sheeted wing, but not this type. How would you do it? So first off, yeah, that build looks beautiful. It looks like it's really going to turn out good when you actually get it sheeted. Mm -hmm. uh, or not sheeted, covered. when you actually get it covered. Mm -hmm. um, and covering that is... So, yeah, that, that build... Um uh, technique using a using a rod for a leading edge that's not new um, that's been around for for quite a while actually airplanes used to be built that way they'd have a, a piece of uh, either spruce or whatever dowel rod as your leading edge and then the ribs would you know have that sort of half moon shape cut out at the leading edge to glue to that and then you'd build the rest, rest of the wing around that and you would cover that wing pretty much uh, the same technique you would use covering a sheeted surface. Uh, you kind of, uh, maybe this is something we'll cover more in depth in a future episode or maybe a YouTube video, perhaps. Uh, that all depends on patrons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another plug for Patreon. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, yeah, you cover the wing very similar. You, you kind of start in the middle, you know, tack it down in the middle. And then the way I do it is I, I like find the exact center of the panel or the wing that you're covering. And I'll tack down a good portion of the covering there. And it all is going to depend on which covering you're using. You know, if you're using ultra coat with the multi temp, you know, uh, 
settings, you know, you want to use the tack setting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, me with the monocoat and the new uh, China coat that I've tried to use here recently, I just crank it up to like 300 or whatever it is and use that for almost everything. Uh, but anyway, tack it in the exact center and then I'll grab the covering, kind of pull it, not super tight, but taut. And then I'll tack it on the leading edge directly in front of that center tack. And then I'll do the same thing in the trailing edge. And then I'll grab the covering and pull it all the way out at the tip and do the same thing in the center leading edge and trailing edge. And then do the same thing in the center of that halfway again. So on, on the and front so of forth. the wing and then same on the yep. back. Yep. Mm-hmm. And because it's open structure, actually an advantage for it to be, uh, for it being open structure is no air is going to get trapped in between the rib bays. Right. Yeah. So that's nice. Um, and you, you know, you basically, once you, once you have all the tacks done, then you can start pulling the tight and, and, you know, tacking it or ironing down around the edges and then go over the thing, tightening down, pressing it down into the air or the surfaces of the ribs and spars and stuff as you go. So that's, and start with the bottom and then go to the top. That's how I do it. Well, hopefully that answers this question. I think, uh, yeah, I love that, that style of construction. It's very, uh, vintage. Um, I love building airplanes that way because I mean, there's no forming or sanding of the leading edge. It's already kind of shaped yeah, for you. It seems like it'd um, be very simple. Yeah. And it makes very for, quick. And, and as the picture shows, it makes for actually, in my opinion, a very attractive framework. It's a very classic design. Yeah. I like I the like look it. of it. Yep. It was pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate photos like that. So next, and this one I actually found kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, so he says, and this is another text that came through. He said, I'm listening to episode 33. Acetone okay. dissolves CA without harming balsa. He said, uh, years ago, I was building a super sportster wing on my Adjusto jig. Very cool, by nice. the way, because yes. now I know what that means. Yes. I'm in love with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it was my first time using the jig. He said, I built the wing upside down because I was not paying attention to the jig instructions. Oops. Uh, acetone to the rescue. I soaked the wing panel in acetone and it dissolved all of the CA and evaporated from the balsa so I could start over. Um, acetone nail polish remover will get it off your skin also. Yeah. Why am I spending so much money on the the super glue remover stuff? That's a good question. I don't know why you're spending that. I thought I thought that was like I thought you knew that. I did honestly. not know that. That's... So yeah, everyone, acetone is a is a is a solvent for lots of things, but also one of them is cyanoacrylate glues. Uh, it will dissolve that bond, and yeah, um, it doesn't. I mean you. I'm surprised that soaking a wing panel, you know, will loosen up the glue joints. I'm sure there was probably some cleanup afterwards because it does leave, uh, acid, not acetone itself, but the glue joint will still have crispy glue bits attached to it. It doesn't just dissolve and go away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've removed super glue from my fingers, from, well, my fingers, <laughs> uh, lots of lots of areas where I don't want it. Countertops. Countertops, yeah. But so instead covering, of the... It does a fantastic oh, job of removing it on covering. You have to be careful. Um, some covering, you know, acetone will dissolve the color that's used in the covering, mm-hmm. which makes it great for cleaning up covering after you've ironed it on. But you have to be really careful. Some covering materials will like um, soften or, or potentially dissolve a little oh, bit yeah. with the acetone. So try it in an inconspicuous area, just like a floor cleaner or carpet cleaner or whatever. Huh. Uh, but yeah, it uh, acetone does a great job with, with CA. 
So go buy a nail polish remover instead of spending like seven bucks on debonder. Well, the debonder. So I will I will hand it to the debonder. Um, whatever it, it may not be acetone exactly, but whatever they've done to refine it, they've removed a lot of the odor from it. So like, oh. like the Bob Smith debonder and the mm-hmm. other companies that sell it in the Bob Smith bottles. Um, when you use it, it use like it has no odor. So that makes it kind of handy if, like me, you work in sort of a enclosed space that's not well ventilated. The fumes don't like get to you like acetone can. Yeah. Usually I can get my fingers together, you know, and do that while I'm working and then just go outside if I need to use something that smells a lot. So that's okay. My fingers yeah. will go with me no matter where I am. <laughs> right. As long as I'm not glued to like the yeah. countertop. But which you can't take the countertop outside with I, you. I have done that before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's cool. I've glued that's my good to fingers know. to many, many airframes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Inadvertently, I did, I did of that too, thinking, no, I'm just going to hold this tight until it's dry and then you yeah. pick it up and it comes with you. Yeah. Yeah. Been there, done that. But yep, it does It does a great job. Yep, that was a good tip. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, last email I want to get to. Okay. So it says, um, this is David. He sent an email saying, uh, hello, I've been listening for a little while. I'm a new flyer and still learning. Your podcast is helping me understand things. I think a good thing to cover, and it may take a couple episodes, is transmitters and receivers. How oh, many boy. Ch- oh, that's a lot. Uh, how many channels do you recommend for a person who would be starting out with bind and fly models? Oh. Uh, also brands of receivers and transmitters. Sorry if this is a basic question, but I'm still learning and also teaching my teenage stepson at the same time. Oh, that's, that's awesome. fantastic. Yep. Uh, it is something I thought we could both do together and we are both really enjoying it. Uh, first off, welcome to the hobby. Yes. Again. Yes. That's awesome. As for uh, teaching your stepson and stuff, that's cool. That's as very long as cool. you buy it, or as long yep. as you guys are both having fun with it, that that's an Man, awesome thing you, to be doing. I mean, what? Yeah, this is such a great hobby, especially to enjoy with with you know family. Yeah, it really is. I think it's very cool. Um, so, how many channels, Tom? Well, I mean, he he mentions you know bind and fly stuff. Um, no matter which radio you choose, um, choose the one number one, fits your budget, and number two, allows you some room for flexibility in the future. Obviously, a four-channel radio is going to fly just about any trainer type or, or intermediate type airplane, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, with with more channels, usually comes more features and more model memory, like you mentioned in the last episode. Yeah. So if I had to make a suggestion, no matter which, which brand you choose, I would try to go for at least a six-channel. Yeah, that's what I would say. Six is good. Yeah. I wouldn't go anything below that. Um, gives you a couple extra channels to play with. And yeah, the, the transmitters usually have enough extras built into them. Um, when it comes to brands, if you're buying Bind and Fly, I think that's mostly Spectrum. Am yeah, I well, spe- in that? Bind and Fly is the proprietary Term. terminology, but TXR so, or Transmitter Ready, that's the, that's the Hobbyco version that goes with Fataba. Oh, okay. Um, or used to, I'm not sure if it's still called that, but yeah. Well, cause I know you can buy the bind and fly, which comes with the receiver. Yes. And then you can buy them sans receiver, right. which is plug just plug and play. And, play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can put whatever receiver you want in it to yeah. match with your, uh, with your transmitter. Right. But obviously if you're doing bind and fly, since that's what he said, yep. you're going to stick with spectrum. Yep. Um, and I probably find a DX six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a good transmitter yeah. to go with. I, I agree. My DX6 Generation 1 that I still have that Cody uses when he flies, it does everything he needs to do, and it's yeah. it's been good for him. So. Yeah, those those were really good radios then, and I, I'm not 
I'm not too up on the DX6s now, if there's even a DX6. I think they're they're up to like third generation, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are are nice radios. Yeah, that'd be a a great, great start, especially if it's a hobby that uh, that you plan on um, enjoying for a while. Yeah. Uh, I think a a six-channel radio would would be a smart move. Yep, a good minimum. Yeah, so... Cool. Awesome. And have fun. I mean, enjoying it with family. That I'm always jealous whenever slightly <laughs> when, when I when I see stories like that. And, yeah. and you know, when you go out with Cody and stuff like that, because I could never talk any of my kids or, or Lori into into uh, enjoying the hobby with me. Um, so I get a little bit jealous when I see father and son or, you know, mother, daughter or father, daughter, whatever families yeah. out there because I'm always out there. You know, just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you don't call anybody. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. It's... No, and that that's the thing with Cody, though. He, you know, we went out before and he just hasn't shown any interest to go back out again. I think he's had his fill for the next decade. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, but at least you had, you know. Yeah, we've got like, pictures like and stuff days, from way back you know, when. That when was he was fun. really little. And that was fun. Yeah. Um, even though he wasn't my kid, I had a good time with him back then, too. Yeah. So hopefully Piper will will fill that void here in a little while. We'll see. I'd say in the next probably year or so, it's probably about time to start getting her something of yeah, her own. We'll see. Uh, I think that would I think that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I really do. All right. Anything so, else you want to talk about today? I'm looking at my notes here. That's uh, that's really all I all I wanted to hit on tonight. All right, me and I too. promise uh, in a future episode I'm going to do the research and we'll we'll hit a, a a pretty sizable subject here soon. Yeah, um, a big uh, you know big show for a particular subject. I don't know if I should elaborate on it, but I hate which, to make I hate to make promises I can't deliver on. <laughs> which one are you? What are you props? About? Oh. You know, yep, think, that's going to be difficult. I you think need that's to... going to be a good one. So I'm going to do my research, and uh, we'll we'll have something more juicy, uh, hopefully, for you here soon. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time, I'm Ron. And I'm Tom. Good night. Good night, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle. You said Super Sky Bold, and then you said Patreon. I was thinking of Patreon. <laughs> and then it was I was trying not to giggle, and then you f***ed up, and then I giggled. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just thinking what I can do with Patreon. <laughs> you know that's going right after I say Patreon oh, boy. page. Woo. <laughs> 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 gold right there boy now see why doesn't that kind of make it into the show that's what happens when you edit you get to put in whatever you want want. okay that's oh great (laughs) (laughs) i think you should let me edit for a week we'll see how that turns out i think i should too (laughs) i'm not sure when i would have time oh there we go I gotta ride my bike. I can't do any editing. I can't even think about next week's episode. I gotta ride my bike. <laughs> you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. You sounded like like what? Forrest Gump. So I was quoting my favorite quote from the movie. Sorry. <clears throat>
He did have legs, though. Yes. They took it out post-production. Right. Yes. I understand that. It's Gary Sinise. He does have two legs. I didn't know who it and was. And he had two legs the entire time with the movie. Yes. Did he that kick butt and correct. take names? Have you you've seen the movie, right? It's been it's been a decade, if not more. It's a classic. You should commit that one to memory. Nah. Anyway. <clears throat> We're combing the desert. Patreon. You know yes, that one? Yes, I know. What's Space that Spaceballs. Spaceballs. They've gone plaid. Yes. What else you got? Um, Spaceballs is the most awesome one. I mean, that's the... I love Spaceballs. Your helmet is bigger than mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ship is too big. <laughs> I have to run. If I walk, the movie will be over. <laughs> I gotta watch that one again. It's been a while. Right, it has. Anyway. Oh. Oh. This is gonna be like editing the wives episode. <laughs>